Hi, everyone. Welcome to the RE Effect podcast. It's your host, Miss Jovan. Today's guest, Miss Trivia, will talk about how she took a leap of faith and where that journey led her. Stay tuned. Hey, Triv, how are you? Good, Jovan. How are you? I'm doing good. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. So we're going to jump right into it because I have a great deal of questions that I wanted to ask you. And let's start off. What is your degree in? Um, so I have a bachelor's degree in information science and systems. And then I have a master's degree in organ- organizational management. And why did you initially choose this particular field? Um, so I chose IT because growing up, I always had a fascination for um, computers and how they process information. And so with that fascination, I wanted to learn more about it. And so that's why that's what kind of drove me to choosing that major when I went to college. Um, organizational management was, um, you know, just me wanting to further my education if I ever chose to pursue a career in management kind of went well with um, my knowledge and in, in information technology. So I just went along with it and I think it was a great pair. So IT, as we both know, is a highly demanding industry with everything with with technology advancing on a continuous basis. Mm -hmm. So as a black woman, do you find a lot of black women or women of other ethnicities working in this particular industry? So honestly, in my experience, it's been, um, the IT field is a male dominated field. And so during my time in IT, I did not see a lot of women that look like me. Um, there were times when I was the only woman of color in my department or my particular field of, um, you know, study in that particular company. But I see a lot of, um, other minorities, um, a lot of Asians, um, particularly Asian women and, um, mostly white and Asian and, um, African men, to be quite honest with you is what I've seen in my experience. Wow, that's interesting just to see. You know, it's just interesting to me because there are a lot of women or females who are going to school to pursue their IT degree. Mm -hmm. And just to not see the level kind of like even out by now Mm -hmm. is just interesting to me. Well, yeah, I definitely don't think it's even. I will say that from when I started to, um, you know, more recent times, you're definitely going to see more black women in um, leadership roles and even in, you know, like IT positions. But I just the workforce is uneven to start with. Right. So you are not only have your degree in IT, but you are also a licensed real estate agent. And the thing about it that I think is cool is that so often you go to school for one thing, but then later on in life, you end up doing something totally different from what you went to school for. Mm -hmm. So what led you to get into the field of real estate? 
Um, so much like my fascination with computers, I also had a love of real estate and the housing market and always saw the potential to um, create like generational wealth through owning real estate. And, um, you know, I was one of those people that loved watching HGTV and all that type of stuff. So um, I did realize early on that I did have a love for real estate. And so at some point in my life, I had the opportunity to pursue um, a license in real estate, um, particularly because I found myself being unemployed. And I was like, during that time, I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't ever want to be in a place where, like, I'm not doing anything. And so, you know, it's the whole idea of having multiple streams of income. And so I was just like, you know, doing some self-reflection, like, what do I like? Because if I'm going to do something else, it's definitely got to be something I love if it's going to monopolize, you know, a great deal of my time. And so I tapped into my love for real estate and, um, you know, I enrolled. I had a conversation with um, one of my girlfriends who had already been in real estate for some time, like uh, about 10 years at that time, I believe. And, um, you know, it was kind of like a heart to heart. And she, she gave me a lot of insight on the industry and really encouraged me and gave me a lot of inspiration. It was just like, you know, you should really try it. You already love it. And so, you know, I just thought about it and I was just like, you know what, I, I have time. Sometimes, you know, God redirects you. And so I was just like, I think I'm going to do it. And so I think that might have been him redirecting me. But I definitely, um, I took the opportunity to go ahead and enroll and ultimately ended up getting my license. And I, here I am now. And your license to handle in what state? Um, only in the state of Maryland. Okay. I think it's good that you point out that you spoke with someone pretty much you you know did your research on it versus just jumping into it mm -hmm. you know because sometimes we may think something is one way mm -hmm. and then we get into it and it's like okay I'm ready to quit this job and do something else mm -hmm. so I think that's good to have people that you can reach out to as a, as a you know as a resource yeah I think that's a good point I think anytime you want to start something new you want to start by doing your research and if you have you know, access to a resource who's willing to sit you down and kind of give you the ins and outs of that industry. Because sometimes when you're not in the industry, you don't know the ins and outs. So if you have somebody, you know, a resource that you can connect with or tap into that's willing to kind of give you some of that information to help you make a decision, I definitely think you should use that resource. So what are some of the benefits of working within the real estate industry? Um, so just like any other field where you, you know, like you, it's your business, you put, you get out of it, what you put into it. Um, so, you know, you get to kind of, well, I don't even want to say you, you make your own hours because really you operate based on the availability of your clients. So, um, you kind of get to run your business the way you want to, you get to connect with people on a different level and ultimately ultimately like I just find joy in helping people reach like their goals I know that a lot of times especially in our culture um you know us our culture people that look like <laughs> us um you know we're not taught about real estate and um how you can create generational wealth through owning real estate and things of such so Owning a home a lot of times can, is like a bucket list item on a lot of people's list. And so me having the honor to be able to work with a lot of first-time home buyers, I'm ultimately helping them 
you know, reach a goal or check something off their bucket list. And so that's an amazing feeling to know that you were able to help somebody reach like a lifetime goal to own a home. So I find I find a great joy in that. But um, to me, that's that's a benefit in itself. The relationships um, that you build while working with people and um, networking through the industry um, to me. So. I think it's, a, I know it's a good feeling just mm -hmm. speaking from experience when I purchased my first home. Mm -hmm. It it was just like one of them feelings that you felt a sense of accomplishment. Like mm -hmm. you, you know, you have achieved, achieved something, like you said, it's something you can scratch off of your bucket list. And you felt, I know I did, I felt a great sense of responsibility. It was one of them like, mama, I made it moments. So right, right. And then I get yeah. to be a part of that as your agent. Like I get to be a part of your journey, like, you know, just a part of helping you reach that goal. And that means something to me, just like it meant something to you. So to me, like, I love that feeling of being able to help somebody reach that goal. So, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, aside from the financial benefits and the benefits of, like I said, just knowing the importance of being able to um, own real estate, I, I find all that to be like a great benefit to me. So sometimes, you know, I'll see driving by and even in, online you'll see new homes mm -hmm. being built and under construction mm -hmm. and I was always curious myself is there a difference in the process between buying from a new construction versus buying from a home that's already owned by someone um so yes and no um it's not a great deal of difference um so some of the differences are, for one, you know, if you are shopping for a home that's a new construction, when you're looking at the homes, you don't actually get to see the actual home. You're looking at a model or you're looking at a lot or you're looking at pictures. Um, also, with the new construction, a lot of times, if there's anybody out there going to visit new construction homes and you have an agent, make sure you let the builders know that you are working with an agent. Because a lot of times they come with their own agents. So if you move forward with the purchase and you don't identify um, who your agent is, they will um, basically pair you with one of their agents and that agent would um, take you through your transaction. So you kind of don't give your agent the opportunity to help you do the transaction. The other thing with the new construction is obviously or maybe not so obvious, you get to customize um, things in the house um, to your liking, you know, different colors and fixtures, and you get to be a part of that process of building and picking like specific things that you particularly want. And then the house is built particularly to your liking. So obviously with a house that's already built, you don't get to customize a lot of things. Well, you don't get to customize anything. <laughs> You're just buying the house <laughs> the way it is. And then once you purchase the house, if you want to, um, you know, change anything, you are certainly free to make any changes that you want to change. But you don't get the you don't get the chance to customize little, um, you know, intricate details like fixtures and wall color and stuff like that. Um, and the process with new construction, you know, it in most cases takes a lot longer because you have to, you know, go through the whole building process, which could take, you know, anywhere from six months to a year. With the house that's already built, 
you can pretty much from the day your offer is accepted close in about 45 you know 45 days maybe 45 to 60 days um so those are the major differences that's actually interesting because my first home was a new construction Mm -hmm. and when you walk on site you you know especially when you don't know Mm -hmm you pretty much deal directly with their agent. Right. They never ask you, okay, do you have an agent or do you have someone else Correct. you know, representing or working with mm-hmm. you? And so that's and that's good to know because I never knew that. Yeah, because uh, I mean, pretty much all the builders I've ever worked with, um, they come with their own agents and so their agent gets the commission, gets the process, the transaction and everything. If you don't identify you know, a lot of times they're not going to ask you if you have an agent because if you don't identify your agent, then they they get the commission. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, you got to just make sure you identify your agent. Typically, when you go to the new construction, they have you fill out like a little, you know, information, um, like a little information postcard. And it will ask you, you know, your name, phone number, email address. And then somewhere on there, it typically says, do you have an agent? Just make sure you check yes and write your agent's name somewhere on that paper because your poor agent been running you around for months. <laughs> right. It's, I mean, like, I really didn't, I never knew that. You learn something new every day, yep. I guess. So once you, so once you, let's say you're working with a client who is, you know, purchasing this new construction, mm-hmm. as their real estate agent, do you still go to the, the property, the construction site? from time to time to check to make sure things are going smoothly or yeah I can if they need me to a lot of times the buyers want to go themselves because they're so excited and they want to see you know they want to see the process they want to see the bricks being laid and you know they want to see the sheetrock go up and you know the beams being put they want to see that so like I, I go if they if they need me to go or there's something specific um that needs to be checked on but the builders are pretty self-sufficient Okay. Mm-hmm. So what would you say to others who are thinking about exploring a career that is completely opposite of their initial degree? Um, I say go for it. Um, you know, if you find something that you feel like you're passionate about and you want to pursue it, I don't think that you should let um, the fact that you have a degree in a completely different field um, deter you or discourage you from exploring something new. I would recommend that you get with somebody in that field or definitely do your research so you know what you're getting into. You don't, um, you know, get stuck into something that you thought you might have loved and then you realize you don't love it. But now you wasted your time, your energy, your money. And, you know, you're relying on the income. So, um Definitely do your research. Like I said earlier, if you have a resource in that field that's willing to give you some insight or information, talk to them about it. Um, but I definitely think you should go for it, explore it. And if you still feel like you love it, try it. Hey, it's better to be a double or triple threat than to just be, right. you know, staying still in one field. Because I think about it as like given the state of where we are right now with things with the COVID and everything and how so many people lost their jobs Mm -hmm. and to just think of it if you were certified or you had your background or degree in more than one thing you could have found a way possibly to 
start streaming another form of income. Correct. What's it? What's this called? The year of the pivot, right? Isn't that what you're saying? Right. right. You so. gotta know how to pivot, right? <laughs> Yes. Look, even when it's not the year to pivot, you still have to know how to. Right. You gotta have something to fall back on. So I definitely, I, I, I don't never. I, I mean, I, I always think it's a great idea to have more than one thing. I mean, even if the two things don't match or make sense or go together, just if you can make a living off of it or you have a passion about something and you can make it work, do it. I did it. You did it, right? You have a living example. I, what did you right, go to school I, for? I mean, I went. Well, my first degree is in accounting, and then I my my second degree is in um, human service management, and then my third degree Wait is in healthcare minute. administration. Come, on, come, come through <laughs> with the three degrees, child. Girl, my third degree is in healthcare administration and education. Well, you so, kind of you kind of work in, in the last two, right? Yeah, the yeah. last two count. Yeah, the last. But the thing is, is that I would never thought that I would be doing a podcast with those degrees. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Sure. So mm-hmm. I would never thought that I would have wrote a book right. with those degrees. So I just, for me, I'd rather be equipped and qualified mm-hmm. and capable. Mm-hmm than to be put in a position where I'm not able at all. Right. But to your point, right, that's a great point. You took a leap of faith and tried something that you you had you hadn't done, like when you wrote the book. And I think sometimes we we find our greatest accomplishments in something that we just never knew that we were going not a direction we didn't even know we we were gonna go in. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. So yeah. I think it's just like you say, it's all about taking that leap of faith sure. you just gotta just jump yep. Yep. you know and, and land on TV for sure <laughs> and then you never know unless you try it how you gonna know if you don't try you can't live you live That's your life true. like oh I wish I would have done this or I should do this but you keep saying you should do something but you never do it you That's can. true. go ahead girl drop <laughs> I'm not mad at you. So what is the current state of the housing market right now, given the current state of everything going on with, you know, as a result of the pandemic? Um, so the housing market right now is crazy, um, crazy in a good way, though. So very, very busy, very, very competitive. And it is what they um, call a seller's market, which means the inventory is low and, um, the buyers, there are a lot of buyers. So basically um, the demand for houses is high, um, but the inventory is not. And so that means that you're getting multiple offers on one property, um, which is making it very, very competitive. Um, Even like going in over listing price and still not getting a bid. Like back in the day, such a cliche way to say it back in the day, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you know previous years um you could go see a house and then you could go home and be like oh let me think about it let me you know let me look at like five more houses and then I'll see if I still want that first house I saw well you don't have the opportunity now because the houses aren't waiting for you um so they're going very very fast I'm into the tune of houses coming on the market today and under contract tomorrow or sometimes under contract within hours so it's just very, very competitive and it's not giving buyers a lot of time to think. So when you guys are out here looking at these properties, if you see it and you love it, 
you better grab it because it's not waiting for you. Um, and if you if you love it, trust me, 15 other people loved it too. So come in with your best offer because people are losing, um, you know, losing bids and ultimately losing out on what they would have believed to be the house of their dreams because um because the market is so competitive. But I mean, I always try to encourage my clients and tell them that, you know, if your offer isn't accepted, then that means that wasn't the house for you. So God must have something better in store for you. And I truly believe that. And so the interest rates, are they still good right now? As yeah, well? the interest rates are amazing right now. Yeah. Okay. Um, between two and three. Um, like 2.75 to 3%, um, percent, which is great. So look, everybody that's out there trying to, you know, save up their money to buy a home, y'all better not spend that whole stimulus check <laughs> on stuff. Y'all better put it, save it up and put it into something that you can invest in for the yeah, long time. Yeah, for sure. So do you work by yourself or do you work with a team? So that's a great question. I do not work by myself. Um, I do work with a team. I am a part of the excuse me, dream team of Execu Home Realty. So I have an amazing team. We work together um, really, really well to keep all our clients um, ultimately feeling like they are the only ones that we work with because that's what we strive to make them feel like. Um, so yeah, I work with um, a team, Candace, Gary, Taki, um, and we pretty much, we make it happen for our clients. And so what are the benefits of working on a team? So in a real estate transaction, it's so many uh, able to keep the transactions afloat, even when we're busy working with other clients or doing um, other things for other clients. Um, we're able to jump in and do paperwork or, um, you know, if I have to show houses or I have to have a team member show houses for me, whatever needs to be done, we as a team are able to jump in and just keep the transaction going because the ultimate goal is to get the um, buy or sell it to settlement um, and ultimately um, on their way to living um, in their dream home. So we just work really well together. We're always helping one another, always leaning on one another. And by us doing that, we're able to give our clients that specialized one-on-one -on -one attention um, that ultimately, you know, makes them feel like they are the only ones that we're working with. And that, that really is the goal. And the dream thing also um, had a radio show on Praise 106.1, right? Yeah, so um, we had um, the show on Sundays called Open House where we gave real estate education, information, and inspiration on Sundays from 1 to 2, and um, it went over really well. Our season ended um, a little bit early due to COVID, but we are having conversations now to start that back up, so stay tuned. Um, to the dream team's instagram page which is trust the dream team um so that you can uh be in the know for when the show starts back up it will be starting up soon yes because you guys gave out a lot of good information um you know to the and the questions that were being asked were awesome mm -hmm. thank you jovan we yeah we got some really great reviews about the show um it and we really enjoyed doing it because um the feedback we got was that um you know, people were really inspired um, and felt like they learned a lot from some of the informations and some of the stories that we shared, um, you know, with our own real estate experiences. And people were just um, 
really appreciative of the information and um, information that we gave them. So yeah, we, we definitely uh, plan to do it again. That's good. I'm great to hear, great to hear that as well. So how do you handle a client who may be doubtful with regards to purchasing or selling their home? Um, that's actually a great question, especially now. Um, I know that a lot of sellers, um, may have been thinking about selling their home prior to the pandemic. And then because of the pandemic and different job situations, people might be holding on to their houses, which probably, um, is what is causing the low inventory. Um, I would just encourage them. Like I said, I'm always, I'm big on education. So like just to do your research and you have to decide what the best decision for you and your family is. So if you decide that, you know, selling your home is what you want to do, then great. We are here to help you do that process. And then if you decide that you don't want to sell your home and you just want to sit on it, like we can provide you with comps and, you know, comparatives so that you can kind of make an educated decision and see what the houses are selling for. And if you decide that that's not for you, then great. Like we can reconnect at another time when you, when you think you can use our services. But I mean, ultimately it's no right or wrong decision. You just have to kind of choose what's best for your situation and your family. I just think it's just good with you being and the dream team as well. Um, with you guys focused on not so much on, you know, making the deal, but making sure your client is educated about the process and what they're doing because it's a lifetime pretty much decision, whether you sign a 15-year mortgage deal or 30-year. Correct. It's still a long-time commitment. It's not like you're renting a house or apartment rather than you can leave within, a you know, a year or six months or whatever. Yeah, that's correct, Yvonne. So that's one of the things that I'm really big on educating my clients. Um, the whole team, we very um, focused on educating our our clients about the process. Um, you know, we explain all the paperwork, every document they sign, we make sure they understand what they're signing. We encourage them to ask us questions because how else do you learn unless you're asking, right? So that's why, you know, with the, with the, um, with the radio show, Open House on Praise 1061, we was, we would pride ourselves on giving education, information, inspiration for real estate. Because that's truly what we do. We we want our clients to be educated through the process. It makes it less scary when you when you understand what's happening. That's true. So, everybody, Trivia is a licensed real estate in the state of Maryland. Mm -hmm. And if you are interested in purchasing or selling your home or even a new construction, yep. I highly recommend that you reach out to Trivia. So, Triv. Tell everybody how they can go about contacting you. So you can follow me personally on Instagram at uh, trust trivia underscore your realtor. You can follow my team, trust the dream team um, on Instagram. Is That's exactly what it is. Trust the dream team on Instagram. Um, and the phone number to contact the dream team, um, you can get to me through this number as well. It's 443-413-4393. Um, or you can email me personally at findyournexthometoday at gmail.com. And just repeat the telephone number one more time. Sure. So the phone number um, for the Dream Team is 443-413-4393. And my email is findyournexthometoday at gmail.com. You can visit my Instagram page at trusttrivia.com. 
underscore your realtor. Thanks, Trev, so much for being on the podcast. Yes. I'm so excited for you Thank and happy for you on this venture of real estate. Thanks for having and me. And I wish you nothing but the best as always. Thank you, Jovan. Thanks so much for having me. You're welcome. So I would like to take this time to thank Miss Trivia for being on the podcast, as well as all of our amazing guests and listeners for being a part of season two's episodes. So just in case if you missed anything, you still have time to go back, not only to check out season two, but also to check out season one. We're going to take a two week break because we're ready to rest and relax and enjoy our spring break. And we hope you do the same.